welcome back to Just Friends. I'm Lula. And I'm Jude. And we're on episode 17. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. I like how every episode we're like, we're on episode number blank. It's crazy. But we're also recording this one early because it's spring break. So it's like, whoa, like we're really going through these episodes quickly too. No, that's true. I feel like listeners for the next like three weeks, Jude and I recorded all of these in like one day. <laughs> so beware. I don't even know what that's going to mean. Anyway, today we have two fabulous fucking guests. We're all clapping. Um, I'm going to introduce them because they're my shoddies. We have my sister, oh, Esme. Hey. Hey. Try and differentiate our voices challenge for the next hour. Okay, this is Esme. This is Lula. Okay. <laughs> We're also both a little congested. Anyway, when are we not? Um, then we have Esme's beautiful girlfriend, Natalia Shane. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Okay. <laughs> um, Jude, I kind of want to let you actually introduce them. No? No, I feel like they should introduce themselves, Loki. Like, can you guys give us like in two or th- two or three sentences, like who you guys are, like deep down? Like, I don't want like a oh, I grew up here. Like, we know you're from Nyack, Esme. We also know not you're from Nyack as well. Nope. Oh, see. Oh, oh. <laughs> see, I don't even you. know. See, so please give me like an introduction that both I guess now tells your geographic location, but also who you guys kind of really are. That's a big ask. Um, I'm Esme Estelle Talonfeld, government name for Damn. you. How old are you, girl? I'm 17. I know you're oh. asking because you don't know. Girl, It's not what? for the people. It's for you. Um, I'm a senior in high school. Um, I don't know. I didn't prepare like a fundamental explication of the self, but. What lights you up most in life? Oh, Okay, I'm very aesthetically oriented. My mm. values are beauty and comfort. <laughs> Those are great values. Hell yeah. Look at her fucking Pinterest boards, guys. Look at her fucking girlfriend. Oh my yes! god! Gag. Okay, um, Nat, babe, tell us. I'm Nat. I'm Natalia. You can call me Natalia to the listeners of the pod. Hereafter referred to as Nat. Um, I am from New York. Uh, New York, but also from Westchester, New York. Don't go. Don't go. Don't, don't go. go. The anti-Nyack, literally. <laughs> Truly. Um, and I love beauty and comfort as well. And I also really love Shakespeare. So true. They both love Shakespeare. Okay, so that was a great introduction. Good job, guys. Really, really. Just one important piece, though, Not Are you a senior, too? No, I'm actually a freshman in college. Whoa. Esme pulled. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, but you guys started dating. Tell us the story. Um, we started dating in May of 2022. So we've been together for like nine months. Um, do you want to give the timeline? Maybe 10 months when this comes out. But, yeah, definitely. Um, so essentially we were bestie booze and then we you know like any normal bestie booze fell super duper in love and then we were cast in midsummer night's dream together in a high school production with our wonderful wonderful director meg o'connor shout out shout out shout out and she um cast us as 
Helena and Hermia, who are the main girlies. And then the main girlies fell super duper in love. Oh, they also have the craziest height difference. That's the best thing ever. It's pretty fantastic. We're like a really awesome couple to like see out in the world. Yeah. Just perceive them, you know? Thank you. Behold us. <laughs> if you will. All right. So we're going to actually get into it. Jude, do you want to talk? Jude's scratching his eye. No, I just think they're so cute. It's so funny. It's funny because this is the first time like I've actually met Nat. I'm like, I kind of met you at Lula's show, but like not really. So like this is kind of my real like first introduction. Yeah, this is a union, not yeah. a reunion. Yeah. Wow. That was. I've been working on that one all day. <laughs> Damn. That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, But... Yeah, it's pretty awesome to see you guys here. Like, I don't know. I just really appreciate like Lula's spoken so spoken so speaking so highly spoken so highly of you guys. Yeah, no, see my grammar. Before we move on to the main topic for the ep- no, before we talk to the main topic of this episode, Nat has been just slandering. Before we talk to the main topic of this episode, quote Jude. Exactly. See, case in point. Before we get to the main topic of this episode, Nat has been slandering Lula and my language slash grammar slash vocab slash everything. Um, so do you want to just give it a platform on the podcast? Because our listeners must be thinking the same thing. Before I respond in full, I'd like to say, Jude, you have beautiful eyebrows. And just remember that when I say this next thing. <laughs> Jesus, you know this is not going to be good. <laughs> I've been listening to the podcast religiously. Um, Thank you. I've listened every Sunday when it comes out, doing my laundry, putting it away and whatnot. It's very meditative. Um, you too, <laughs> as Yale students, <laughs> are a shock. You're a shock because... <laughs> Because we're an enigma <laughs> anomaly, which one? <laughs> Those are synonyms. Either. Essentially, I mean, in this circumstance, <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, read us, Nat. Read us. Um, I don't. I don't really have a good read other than you know, just listen, pick your favorites, write it down, and then you know, write a review for the podcast on Spotify.com. And please don't give us one star, even if we don't know how to use the English language correctly. <laughs> We're trying our best. All we can do is try. I'm okay. sorry if we don't know what nouns are. So okay? my, my favorite example, and this will prove that I am, a, in fact, a fan of the pod. In the very first episode, um, uh, they play a game called Mind Meld. And um, at one point, uh, Lula says singing. And Jude says, that's not a noun. Which, of course, it is. <laughs> and then in the next episode, they play the game again. And Jude also says a participle. And Lula says, that's not a noun, which, of course, again, in the exact same way, it is. Like, did you expect me to look up grammar in between episodes? Like, I I mean, obviously, I thought the same thing. And I still do. To me, it's shocking that you would have to look it up. (laughs) Okay, okay. okay, Regret my question. Okay. So moving on from that, because damn, my heart is hurt. (laughs) Damn. But, um... I think what I really want to talk to you guys about is I know Esme's in this like strange junction between senior year and freshman year in college and you just entered your freshman year or like are doing your completing your freshman year I guess and Lula and I are like completing our sophomore year which is kind of crazy oh my god I haven't really said Old that heads. it's ooh. <laughs> um but and also I think we all have like had very different experiences at college um 
So like, do you want to first start and talk about the college process and like where you're looking? Like, are you thinking about a gap year? Just kind of riff off that. Yes. Okay. I will start by saying that um, everyone who senior year, who their senior year was like, this is the worst thing ever. I was like, mm, about the college application process. I would say it's one of the worst things ever apart from like natural disasters and things of that manner. I agree. It's not good. <laughs> um, I would consider myself a like creative writer. Like writing is one of the most important things to me and has been for like my whole life. And I didn't write a poem for like six months and Literally. I never don't write a poem for six months. But after writing the, um, like all the supplements and stuff, I did not want to write anymore. I was like, I can't, like literally it's like Pavloved myself. That's yeah. not really how you use that, but that's okay. Like Pavloved myself into not enjoying writing. Um, anyway, done now. Um, I only ended up applying to three schools, which is good because I don't think I would have survived. I have friends who applied to 20 plus and I'm like, I actually, first of all, how are you not in financial ruin? from that and also and mental ruin financial and mental and physical and emotional ruin yeah um so i applied early to yale and i got in t t you heard it here <laughs> first and then <laughs> i'm very non-committal and the fact that yale's early application is not binding was like one of my deciding factors for playing early there same girl um anyway so then i applied to brown and barnard regular and those come out shockingly late in the year like april so yeah. we're just sitting around for now i don't know i kind of want to know like why you're waiting to decide like are you undecided um t well it seems like such a big commitment i know you can yeah, like transfer or whatever but no one's like no one's committing to college with the hopes of transferring um, that is to say mm, the, ma eh, I'm pushing back on that a little. Okay. Can, well, please do just the minor pushback. I think some people get into schools that weren't their dream schools and then they oh, commit and want to That's transfer. true. And also it's but very yes. like financially smart. Like people talk about going to community, community exactly. college to get some credits and then transferring. Exactly. So I take that back. I will make it, I will do I statements. Thank I you. would prefer not to transfer. I do not Real. like change and I do not want to experience that personally <laughs> um multiple times transition into a new school um but yeah it just seems like an enormous commitment i have gone to three private schools so i've actually in four year like pretty much four year cycles because i did like elementary school and then i switched to a different private school for middle school and then i switched to a different private school for high school and the mm -hmm. story of my committing to my middle school, which obviously I was like nine or 10 or whatever. So different maturity, one might hope. <laughs> I was like, really wanted to like go on my iPad to play <laughs> this like little bakery game that I had. And our parents were like, we need to make this decision. Yeah. And I was like, I really want to play my little bakery game. And Her. they were like, so are you just going to go to this school then? And I was like, yeah, if and I can play on the iPad. <laughs> then all hell broke loose for the next three fucking years. But anyway. And I loved that school. Mm. Middle school. Middle school is hard for everyone. Not a good True. time to be like out in the world. 
at that like level of development but i liked my middle school yeah um good and i only applied to two high schools too this has been the way that i've done things and i only applied to actually i haven't even thought about this i applied to two high schools because i was like i probably want to go to public school with lula i was like i want to go to nyack yeah um and then i visited and i was like i can't go here because Mm -hmm. and it's like a good public school but i like was used to more like attention from teachers like so much more than i would get at a school of that size um yeah nyack was very much like the students are whoa that was gonna sound wrong i was gonna say the students are raw dogging which let us not let us not (laughs) but in a in a real in a in a very true and real way the students are very much on their own like you get what you give yeah and i'm like someone's gonna need to i'm gonna need a little more encouragement yeah it's the way that i felt when i was 13 right and I have to say, I can't imagine a high school being a better fit than the one that I ended up at, Aww. which is so nice, right? Yeah. But um, I say the same for myself, too, which is yeah. like, we're very different. But I also, um, during the process, after I visited Nyack and before I visited Masters, which is a school I go to, I was like, I have messed up worse than anyone has ever messed up. I am 13. No one has failed to the degree I have failed to because I have given myself no options. Um, And then I kind of just did the same thing, but yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of scary. I loved my high school like so much. And I think it's kind of scary to like be like, what if I mess it up? Like, I think there's a lot of pressure. Like what if I, like I had such a good high school career. What if I screw myself over and have a bad college experience? Like talk about like peaking in high school. So scary. So scary. I kind of want to transition to Nat's story. Is that okay? Okay, so Nat also went to Masters. Um, obviously a year older. And Girly Pop, where do you go to school? I now go to New York University <laughs> Tisch School of the Arts. I hate how you say the name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Tisch. Um, <laughs> bitch. I... <laughs> I um sorry. Help, help, <laughs> help, mom, help. Um I am in the experimental theater wing, ETW in the drama department. Slay. It's conservatory style training. Yeah. What does that mean, conservatory style training? Okay, so unlike a liberal arts degree where you are, you know, taking classes, I do I do that too. Take classes, mm-hmm. hang out, <laughs> you know, do my homework. Um and I have a few hours of class a day and several hours of homework a day and things like that. I have three days a week, eight hours of uh, artist training, actor mm. training in in the building with the teachers. Um, it's a lot of physical work and a lot of vocal work and a lot of mental work, but it's awesome. Did you know you wanted to go to NYU Tisch School of the Arts? <laughs> or like, was that... Like, because I have friends who like were like, "Hey, I'm set on this school or whatever," and it sounds like that's a very niche type of school. Or do, were you looking at very different types of schools? I was only really seriously considering BFA programs, uh, conservatory style programs. Um, I applied early to NYU and got in, and it was an early decision. And then I was set, and I didn't really have to do work past December at my school. Basically, love that was me too. Did you go to Yale early? You applied early. I applied early to Brown. <gasps> and We're all get in. gasping. 
I, I, I love Brown. I have a soft spot for Brown. I would be happy to talk more about that, Esme. But I also am, like, curious to talk about gap years as well. There's so many things I'm excited to talk about. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of switching to the gap year conversation. Okay, so we know where both of you are at in terms of college thinking. Low-key, like, pretty different approaches. Like, Nat, you sound, like, pretty set in committing to things. Yeah. I know my girl as is not. She's like me for real. Um, And I think part of the thing that I want to, like, preface the gap year conversation with is that i feel like gap years are so are trending like they're increasingly common and i don't really think that was the case before covid like i really think that like watching seniors from nyack and i'm sure other schools like go through the college application and then decision and commitment process before like fall 2020 no fall 2019 yeah before fall 2019 was like very much like it was rare for people to gap right like there was very much a straight shoot like okay we're graduating we're going to four years college and I think if we want to look at like silver lining of COVID which I don't even want to say but I think it's like very important that the college process is being more publicly criticized and even more than that, I also think that there's been a shift in not just like gap years, but like semesters abroad and semesters off. And I think actually semesters off, one could argue even more like powerful than gap years because it's people that have gone to the college and been like, okay, well, I still need the break that I didn't get from that gap year. And like being like, it's scary to leave a bubble that you're already in. I feel like it's easier to take that transitionary period and be like, okay, well, like, I don't really know, like, I'm. this is kind of an opportunity that, like, allows me to leave. But, like, I think there's so many people that are just, like, taking the semesters off, which I think is so cool. Um, an additional comment about, Lula, what you said about, like, it's part, like, gap years are part of questioning the process. Mm. I haven't thought of it that way. I'm a little, my interpretation of them being more popular is, like, slightly more critical. So I apologize. I Not critical of gap years, because I think they're cool. Will you expand on that? I curious. shall. I shall expand. Um, well, I. So it's interesting to me that you call them like a silver lining of COVID that we're thinking about college differently. But I was thinking of like the new popularity with gap years because they are so popular right now. Like everyone is doing a freaking gap year. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my interpretation of that as like in the context of the response to COVID was that we experienced the impacts of um, isolation and like isolation as in like the feeling, not like the like medical isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, and of, I can't think of a word for this, like stagnation, perhaps like being stuck in one physical place yeah. is like not good for your brain in the way it's not giving your brain, your body, what you want. Yeah. Um, but I also think that something we like don't, I haven't seen talked about that much as like gap years are like a rich thing, perhaps. Um, we have uh, Nat and I have a good friend like who whom we adore. And this is not critical of her, but like just an observation. Um, she is taking a gap year this year, the whole year, um, because she wanted to reapply to colleges to like change some of like the decisions she got. And she actually did. And she got into what was her top choice last year. So that's. Mm incredible Mm -hmm. and this year she spent the first half of the year like clubbing in spain like doing like a film program but like clubbing every night all 
all week every night in Spain and now she's doing that in where is she France and that is so awesome and I was talking to one of our other mutual friends about this and I was like Mm -hmm. that is such an incredible experience um it's almost like lucky that she didn't get into these colleges even though that was definitely like a devastating experience Mm -hmm. um and my friend said that's true but very few people would have react like would have been able to react in this way because how much money is she spending living in Europe for a year and not even just living there like like partying like all the time (laughs) no I think that's a very good point I didn't really think about like the the I mean I've thought about it but I didn't think of like what people do on their gap years in terms of privilege which is a good add-on I have a a question Mm -hmm. that maybe you don't No, because I know both of you guys are like talking about like about gap years for yourselves or not gap years. Sorry. Study abroad. Okay. Yes. I was like, damn. No, 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 no. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Alternate universe for a brief moment. Literally. Are those programs included? Like, are those programs equal to your tuition? Yeah. Yale, at least, which is super nice, waives their tuition if you're taking a semester abroad. But oh. you would pay it to the semester program that you're actually going to. And it's to. the same as what your tuition would be? Or could it be like more or less? Yeah. Like usually. Well, Yale is like so fucking expensive. So usually like people can find a cheaper study abroad option than taking a semester at Yale. And also if you like are on financial aid, like that goes like that becomes a refund. Like to that go package study applies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also just want to respond to something you said earlier. I actually think that, like, yes, there's definitely, like, a trope of, like, the gap year of traveling around Europe and, like, going to clubs and having fun. But I also think that there are so many programs, whether it be international or just, like, within, like, the United States that you can take that, like, literally, like, these programs will literally pay students to come and, like, go and, like, work on the farm or like go yes. and like help out like there's so many other ways of you spending your gap year or literally just like wor- i know people that have just like worked at ups or like worked That's at awesome. like like just like cool jobs that like you don't always have like the opportunity or the time to pursue and i'm like the biggest proponent of it even though i never did it like i don't think you need to travel to like get the reap the benefits of what like a gap year should be actually giving you Speaking of being a huge fan of it. So I was like, I remember my vocal coach in high school being like, you need to take a gap year. And I was like, nah, it's not for me. Um, And to be honest, I still am glad that I did not. Um, However, I am so pro like studying abroad if you are able. And I'm also so pro like being open to gap semesters and years throughout college I just like personally needed to go to college right after high school like I feel like Jude our age COVID was the end of junior year and senior year and I was like there's no way I'm like figuring out what my life looks like for another year like I need someone to be like you're in this institution and here's what you're doing that being said two of my sweet mates are gap years And one of them, Eli, Esme, you've talked to him before because he has a younger sister who is your age and who got into Yale. And he's like, I don't know where she stands on it, but he is like fully, fully, fully 
a huge proponent of gap years and like really trying to convince her to take one. And I'm interested in like your thoughts post talking to him even or like both of you like Nat, are you glad you didn't take one, etc. Nat, would you like to begin? Sure, sure, I'll begin. Thanks, Bay. Um, in the frame of mind that I'm going to a kind of a different college experience than a lot of people go to, um, there were many reasons I didn't take a gap year. I definitely wanted to. I felt the pull towards travel and adventure. Um, but I also, a few reasons. First of all, I am going to school for the thing I love to do the most in the world. So I'm going to school for the art that I love to do. It's an art that I wanted to completely envelop myself in. Um, I also know and had heard from people before I went, essentially, that if you're going to acting school, which not everyone does, there are a lot of really, really, really great actors who don't go to acting school and don't spend that money and time. Mm-hmm. Um, you essentially, and if you're planning on going to grad school, which I might want to do because I, again, really love the form, the medium. Um, but uh, if you're planning on doing all of those things, your early 20s are some probably the most profitable time for you as an actor um, because the f- medium is the body and is your face as the face and body becomes less marketable. So does your entire craft essentially. Right. Um, so those are the reasons that I didn't take a gap year and I'm trying to get through all the education I want to get through as quick as possible. <laughs> basically. Yeah. I kind of also wonder as someone who probably wants to go into something creative don't really know what but um <laughs> same girl say I wonder about um like if I took a gap year I think I would have to force myself to spend as much energy as possible on creative work like independently because I haven't just because of like how demanding my high school is and like the way I've set my life up to be like so at school mm-hmm. um I like haven't had that much like free time to like commit myself to like doing stuff like totally unstructured like creative work and so I say that that's like my like things that are my passions that I haven't actually like sat down and like let myself do those things organically so I'm like what if I like those because that's how like those are the things I like at school like in the context of like that's how I like that's my favorite thing to be taught or like that's my favorite club because it's like all these people I like or whatever. So I think a gap year would be interesting for um, like forcing myself to work on creative stuff. I, but I also have a hard time and I agree with you, Lula, about I have like so many thoughts. I'm trying to pull them all in here um, about like I don't feel like totally ready to be like unsupervised. <laughs> um, and I think but at the same time, I think that if I took a gap year, and I wouldn't want to live at home. No offense, Mel and Greg. But like if I was taking a gap year and living on my own and like working and stuff, I can't imagine going back into the structure of academia. Mm. And I wonder how that would also feel like for acting. Like I feel, Nat, if you like started acting now, like would you want to go back to school for it? Okay, sorry. I just grabbed the mic from Jude. He was about to say something and now he's mad. But like I've literally said this almost every time Jude and I have ever talked about art and like whether we should be at Yale, right? 
He's nodding his head. I, I'm not crazy. I've said a million times, like, I love Yale, hee hee, but it definitely has its problems. But, like, if I were to not be at Yale, I would not transfer. I would drop out because I, like, need to focus on art. Like, that's holistically missing. And I don't want to not be in college. So, anyway. But those are all, like, very, very, very fluid thoughts. Like, I literally go back on, like, being in college versus pursuing creativity fully like probably weekly like can't even lie um i don't know that's what i have to say sorry jude well i mean i think you like i mean i think you and i have similar thought processes mine regarding magic of just like so i was really thinking about doing a gap year um my dad really wanted me to and i was like okay i'm gonna travel the world and do magic and like survive off magic and like figure it out kind of like I have no plan I have no idea how I'm gonna make money other than doing magic and I'm gonna just see how it goes and I think that's honestly the reason I didn't do it and like that's why I just wanted to push back on your idea and also you like I think that like going into a gap year and being like okay well I'm a creative and I have a passion so I need to test it because this is the one time in my life that like I'll be able to do it before I go into a structure that quote-unquote like sucks it away unless you're going to go to a conservatory where you get to like pursue that passion 100%. Like I think is honestly a kind of like flawed way of viewing it. And I viewed it that exact way where I was like, okay, well like gap year, there's not much I can do. So I guess I'll do my creative passion. But I think the beauty of a gap year, like in my opinion, the purpose of a gap year is to be able to be like, okay, well, what do I want? Do I want do I like this passion? Is this passion just because like I did it, I picked it up and it was good for college resume. It was good for common app, whatever it is. I just was like, I regret not being like, you know what? I just want to live like for the, I'll get a super stupid job and just to live to see, oh, maybe magic is the thing I want to do. Or maybe college isn't something I want to go to, or it is. I don't know. I would agree about like, if you have the opportunity to, like explore what your passions and interests and desires are like totally organically and without like with as little structure as possible. And that seems like such an important thing to do. When I say I would want to like force myself to do creative work, I think I really mean what well, either like want to force myself to do it. I'd either want to like get a like serious internship or job at something creative and then like be doing that for real. Or I would want to like just be like living somewhere and working somewhere and seeing like because if I want to for example pursue poetry I need to know that when I'm just like living as a person I'm going to write poetry like be, like first of all because I want to and not just because that's like something I do within the structure of my like day right now like I am the president of my like poetry like spoken word group at school so of course I'm writing um but I can imagine living and forgetting about it, sort of. Um, and I think that would be a good thing to know because I don't think, and I think this is one of like the dangers of like academia and like committing to a major early, um, is like if, if I am at school, if I'm at college and I commit to something, um, and then I'm just doing that. Like, how do I understand if that's something I actually like naturally do? And maybe that's putting like emphasis on an arbitrary thing. Like, I don't necessarily know that we all have some like prescribed like 
singular passion or whatever. The beauty of a liberal arts education in general is the idea that you can pursue as many passions as you'd like and you can try as many things as you want to. For those people who go into training or any other type of school that is essentially devoted to one thing, I think that's a bit of a gamble Um, Mm -hmm. because who really knows when they're a senior in high school if this is really, really something they want to do for the rest of their lives, Um, myself included. Um, I think it's honestly just something that you have to, if you want to take the risk, you take the risk and you're going to find out eventually. And then you'll do whatever you want to do when that happens. I'm just curious though, like from all of what we've just been saying, like, I'm like, yeah, like whoever's listening, who's like a senior, like take a gap year, but none of us have. And I don't know, but Esme, I don't like, are you going to all of a sudden like take a gap year? Probably not, unless something crazy happens to my brain chemistry in the next month and a half. So, like, um, I mean, I don't. So, I have to commit or not commit to Yale by May first. Whoa! And part of that is I can choose to defer for a year. Part of my thinking with gap years, I know. So obviously, like private school, like elite private school. When you're talking about going to a private, I mean, not private. When you're talking about going to an expensive college. Mm-hmm. I learned this year via Google that our high school is like na- like masters is the most expensive high school in the country. Like not what we pay because I'm a day student, but the, the seven day boarding tuition is the most expensive tuition for a high school in the United States of America. And they're increasing it by like 16 percent or something this year. OK, flex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for the boarding, whatever. That's not like our life. Um, cause it's way, way more if you're a boarder. Yeah. Um, so obviously this school puts a lot of effort into like, and a lot of concern into where we're all going to college. So everyone I know, except for one person is like, did crazy work on their applications. One person I know is taking a gap year and is going to do their applications next year. Cause they were like, I don't want to do it right now. I don't know what I want to do. Um, I have no interests <laughs> Real. and they just are like, they want to wait. Um, and I thought about that for a second because I was so overwhelmed during, and I think everyone felt this way. I, or I'm a little dramatic, but I think I was so overwhelmed during college, like applications. I was like, I am not going to survive doing this. I was like, I have to like, this needs to end soon or I'm going to die. Yeah. Um, which is a little cray cray, but that's how I felt. And so I thought about that and I came to the conclusion that if I did not have like, teachers bugging me and college counselors bugging me I would never apply to college I have things to say thank you Nat Nat snapping for (laughs) me and Jude thank you um this is just like coming into my head as we've been talking and as I notice you say it a lot only because I say it a lot and it's not a critique of either of us but the whole thing of like I'm not gonna go to college hypothetically so I can force myself to do this creative passion and like that's a little sick in the head Mm. of both of us slash I feel like this is a common theme in many 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 people I talk to who are like I have this crazy passion that I can't focus on at school and I need to force myself to focus on it and then it's like something's wrong something in the equation is wrong yes Nat I Speaking as a person who does get to focus on my crazy, crazy passion at school, Mm -hmm. um, I think that 
for the people who have a hypothetical crazy, crazy passion that they don't get to focus on at school, they wouldn't like to focus on it if they didn't have school. Um, I think that if you really wanted to do it, you would. And um, if it's something that is a genuine, creative, artistic passion, it calls to you and you, more than anything, you feel like the loss of it in your bones, basically. If, yeah. if you're not doing something and you're meant to be doing it, it, it will feel like you have osteoporosis or something. <laughs> like you'll rot. <laughs> I agree with you. And I think, I think there's something important to say about like, yes, there's definitely a very difficult transition period with college and being like figuring out how to balance your passions that you have outside of like a high rigor academic institution. Like last year I was like, Jesus Christ, I have not written a song in months. And it was literally just because I was like going crazy a little, like being a freshman and all. But like this year, I like knew that that was a priority of mine. I was feeling the I'm rotting. And I like, there have been so, so, so many times this year and like this semester where I've been like, I have a test tomorrow and I'm going to go write three songs instead. And it's been like very self-affirming if that's a word thank you Nat's nodding her head in like there is a part of me that like genuinely needs to be doing this um yeah I don't know Esme raise your hand yes go girl I think that I'm also feeling the rot I basically have stopped I, I took a long pause from any like creative or like individual writing after the college application process because I found that writing so like soul-sucking and I mean, the biggest like editing work I had to do when I was writing was I was like writing these applications, printing them out and then taking a Sharpie and like crossing out everything where I was like, this is a lie. Like, this is so inauthentic. I don't know why I'm writing this or not that it's like not that it's like facetious, but like that it's not the way I feel and it's not like the way that I want to communicate. And so I have lost a lot of that. Like, honestly, I've lost some of that skill, but also just that impulse to write and um I just started like literally this week and like started a new production of a Shakespeare play. We're doing Macbeth um, at my Shout school. Shout out Shakespeare. Shout out Shakespeare. She's Lady Macbeth to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> me, it's double cast. Me and my best friend are both Lady Macbeth. And we're like, how is this reality? How is this our senior show? They're the next girlfriends to come up out of that theater. Don't say that. Shout out Ava Bashu. Shout out Ava Bashu forever. Anyway, I think that like the experience I'm having working on this play, like, and it's literally been a week, like we're not even in like rehearsal rehearsals. We're just in like reading and trying to understand. I'm like, okay, language is like the most important part of my life and I've completely abandoned it. And that's why I like sit and watch TV all day and feel like it's like literally rot. It's literally what Nat said. It's literally rot. Yeah. I have to add on really, really quick. I empathize so much and I'm so sorry you also experienced this with the common app process which I feel like everyone does was devious was devious but like yes specifically common even thank you Nat (laughs) specifically with the part of like just losing everything you thought you had with like creative and enjoyable writing like I am not a writer at all in the same way you are or to like the same level of talent but I remember like writing the common like the personal statement and I shared this with you Esme but like 
it was part of my like junior year final AP Lang assignment to like write a draft of the personal statement. And I wrote this one that I thought was like so good and authentic about like songwriting and identity and like, oh my God, obviously she wrote about that. And then like I was workshopping it with like my teachers throughout the beginning of senior year and they were all like everyone had different um, comments of like it's not anecdotal enough or like it's not showing your like growth enough or whatever I probably had like 20 versions by the time it was like whatever the Yale early deadline and then literally like the day before I deleted all of them and submitted the first draft I ever wrote because I was like Fire. this is fucking inauthentic and I was like if they don't like me I'm not meant to go here and then I got in so point being like Sometimes you just got to go with the authentic stuff. Like if it's really that soul sucking, like something's wrong. And I don't know. I don't know. That's it. Yeah. I was going to say, I loved the common app process, actually. Like I thought that, no, I know it's hot take. You can respond. I fucking bet. Yeah. (laughs) No, I, I, I just lifted the mic to say something and I was like, I'm wordless. Like I'm speechless. I can't even fathom that reality. I did. I did. And maybe it was because I wasn't as like prolific of a writer as I'm not. It's shocking to me that Lula, what Lula just said, your personal statement was so good. I couldn't even tell you what mine's about. I literally could not summarize it to you. The talent felds. Stafu. That was good. I liked that. The talent felds. We've been working on that one. Um, (laughs) But um, I really liked the common app process because I thought it was a moment for me to like genuinely reflect on myself as a human and how much I've grown and like the things that actually light me up. What I will also say, and I think this is just a bigger conversation about all of creativity and even the gap year, which is like when another individual, even if it's actually yourself is like, Hey, no, this is not what you're going to be doing. This is not authentic. We're going to edit this so you can get into a better college or we're going to like change your plan so you can like do the right thing. Like, that's when it's fucking not art anymore. That's when it's not yourself. That's when it's aggravating. So, like, when you have those people that are, like, yeah, maybe on your side trying to help you through a complex process, whether it be the Common App or going to college in general, like, you do, I think, need to take time and be, like, okay, well, what does, like, your inner child want, right? What would they be proud of writing or what would they be proud of doing? Okay. I have some thoughts. And then I feel like... I feel like it's time for Nat. That's just the way that I feel. I, but, I second. Um, I, okay, when I was little, I had like a list of careers that I wanted and they all had to be simultaneous. There was not going to be any picking or choosing or scaling down. The I overcommitting had, talent I felt. had to be a painter and a veterinarian and a chef and a chemist. And I think there was a fifth because I remember trying to like make all of those things into one word and I couldn't figure it out. Maybe that was writer. I like made a lot of comic books when I was little. That was like my my vibe as a child. I love her. And those are all things that like I was such like wild child girl. Like no shoes. <laughs> yes. For Wait, several there years. Was, there was like a, the first seven years of Esme's life. Like my biggest, my first memories <laughs> even were like... <laughs> Melanie, our mom, yelling every fucking morning, being like, why won't you put fucking shoes on? So clearly I just have like an anti-authoritarian soul. <laughs> just kidding. I think I was a, an agoraphobic child. Okay. But we but cannot I- get into that. Keep going. Um, Keep it pushing, babe. Anyway, I just think that I, I that if I like imagine who I was as a little kid, the things that would make her proud were like 
Some of those career paths are like literally like you need to go to college to legally practice them. (laughs) And some of them are like, I think that fundamentally, like she would have been prouder if I was like doing my own thing, living in the woods kind of vibe or like living in the city. I wanted to Mm. live in Paris when I was little. You were going to um, open a, cafe, a gallery, a cafe gallery with yeah. Sylvie. Yeah. Shout out Sylvie. Shout out Sylvie. True. So yeah. many shout outs. Um, There's so many fabulous people in my life. <laughs> but um, yeah, so those are just like very, those two things are in like pretty serious, like conflict, like being purely like, like as individualistic as possible and like anti- like regimen anti-structure like not being told what to do mm-hmm. but then also like needing structure and needing um like education like needing to learn like actual tangible things skills information I feel like etc it's, it's very liberal arts college of you yeah and all of us but it's I also mean- like i like i love learning and i hate being told what to do so it's like very difficult. <laughs> the duality of man, literally. Okay, I'm going to turn it over to Nat because she hasn't raised her hand, but I'm just in the mood to hear her speak. <laughs> Same. Hey. Aww. Um, I'll take a question. <laughs> I'm curious, Nat, about like what you think would make your like little girl self proud or happy. Is That was the question, right? Yeah, that I was just going off on because I think... I I think you're doing like and I'm I know that like life is more complicated than this but in like a simple way like if you were gonna like give yourself a a little bio you're doing like you're living like dream life for a lot of people right now like NYU school of the art what whatever you were saying like That was on record, my girlfriend not knowing the name of the program I'm <laughs> I know what Tish is called. I know what ETW is. This is false. This is false. But anyway. Okay. So that's a very striking question. Um, that actually made me a little bit emotional for a second. I, I guess when I reflect, I, have, I am doing the thing that I've wanted to do for about... 13 or no like 11 years um and that's lovely and I love it as far as connecting to my younger self I feel for some reasons okay plot twist reveal for the pod I'm transgender just so everyone knows um I am so for that reason I am not super connected to my younger self just so interesting right In fact, I feel like I'm actually in about uh, six days, I will be turning like three. Um, But so I'm kind of in my younger self era right now. um, And I'm doing what I want to be doing. I'm literally going to (laughs) cry. The girls are tearing up. Yeah. Um, I had never thought about it that way, really. But yes, that's that's where I'm at with that. I love her. Esme, don't fucking fumble, please. I would never. Remember when I was like, do you guys remember when I was like, we need to hear from Nat? Arbitrarily, I just said yeah. that like multiple times. I could feel it. Yeah, we knew. She was cooking. Let her cook. <laughs> Something was marinating over there. 
Can I ask you another question? Uh, I don't know. I would just be like scared about like feeling like claustrophobic by being like, I'm going to pursue this passion for the next four years. Like, even though like I feel definitely complex about having a liberal arts college, like education, like I feel like I can like explore to some extent and I'm needing to like study abroad to explore even more. I just would be like so overwhelmed by like, this is what you're doing for the next four years. And it's even more finite than a normal education. All right. Well, to be clear, this is not what I'm doing for the next four years. This is what I'm doing until I die to be, wow. To to be totally clear with all of you. Damn. As far as I know right now, again, I'm only about three years old, so (laughs) we're figuring that out. But, um, there is a ton of room for exploration still. I'm still learning. Um, I still read a lot and I still write a lot and writing is really important to me as like a part of my creative expression and just output in general. Um, I think that the fear of like committing to one thing, I just kind of never had that, I guess. I never really had um, like that much worry about if I wasn't going to end up loving this or um, doing it forever because it's kind of like since I was a very, very young girl, um, debatable, I, (laughs) I like haven't really gotten the same level of joy or fulfillment from anything else. I literally like don't have anything to say. Like I'm a little speechless. I feel like it's like, I don't know. Like, me and Esme are very much the non-committal type, right? Come on, we can own it. She's nodding her head. I'm nodding. We're nodding. And I think I just, like, really am inspired by people like you who can so confidently say, like, well, obviously I'm going to fucking do this. Like, what are you talking about? I re- Like, it literally warms my heart. And it really makes me think about the actual amount of anxiety I have <laughs> so honest and i think it's just like i don't know it's so lovely it makes me so happy and i'm so happy that you're pursuing your passion fully thanks you're welcome babe and to play devil's advocate i also think that there's something to be said about like the power of being like very spontaneous and like listening to like the moment itself like i don't think that like there's a right or wrong way of doing it but like Sorry, not. I mean, not does it right always. Sorry. No, no. I'm I'm loving what you're saying. Finish <laughs> oh, what you're okay. saying, and then I'll I have something. Well, no. I just like, I think it's like awesome that you're like, you know what? Like, I'm not gonna play into this entire college like super stressful experience. I'm gonna like, I like the school. I'm gonna apply there, and then you applied and you got in early. Congrats. And then you're like, okay, like I'm gonna like listen. These are the other schools that I appreciate, but like we'll see. Like there is this kind of beauty of just like seeing life as it is rather than like forcing it, which I think I kind of go into a little bit of the forcing, like hyper control. If I might take a a super pithy, nerdy detour here, what you just said is I found the core of artist and actor training, which is that when you don't know what to do, which is most of the time, when you step into a new room, all you can really do is listen to your impulses Mm. and um, move with your body, basically move with reality on reality's terms wow okay (laughs) damn (laughs) okay so um i don't even know i i think we should just ask the next question esme is not going to say something more profound than that right now to be honest i love you girl but we got to let nat have that last one okay (laughs) 
Okay, so um, we like to end these guest podcasts with just asking the guests what they're looking forward to. You do that? What? She's a diehard fan. I know, guys. Okay, so it can be like however big or small. Um, yeah, we just like to end on a very happy note, but this was a lovely, happy episode anyway. But yeah, like right now we're recording. I don't know. It's start of me and Jude's spring break, but like what are you guys up to? What are you looking forward to? It is also the beginning of my spring break. Um, and mine. Thank God. Yes. The girls are. It's a good day. The girls are up. It's a good day <laughs> for the girls. The girls are up, not down for the first time in some time. Literally. Um, this is my like last break of high school. Yeah, girl. And I'm not doing any fucking thing. Yes. Um, here are things I'm excited about. I shall give several small, quick things. Ava Bashu and I, my fellow Lady Macbeth, will be literally going through Shakespeare lexicons. This makes me so self-aware. This is my most self-aware activity. We go through Shakespeare lexicons and um, like define every word in our text, which is like hundreds of words. Yeah. And the text is unbelievable. And the way it like excites me to do that, which is such like a nerdy, like, like simple, like something like that makes me so happy. That I'm like, this is, tells me some things about myself. Like how much I enjoy doing this. Because that's a niche activity. And I love it so much. Especially because Lady Macbeth has like such incredible text. She is cray cray. And it's so fun. I'm also really excited to go to bed tonight. Like I love to go to bed. (laughs) So I'm really looking forward to that. Back to beauty and comfort. Yeah. There we go. I um also Shakespeare related this summer at the end of May I'm going to the Berkshires for a four week six day a week 10 hour a day Shakespeare intensive there um I'm beyond excited um it's essentially where our theater teacher Meg O'Connor another shout out OC she um she got her training there as a young woman and then as a young professional as well um and it's kind of a full circle moment it's it's an incredible place i'm i'm incredibly incredibly excited yay um it's funny so i feel like it's we like spend so much time together over the summer and like over breaks and stuff and we're not gonna see each other pretty much at all for like a month and so i'm just thinking like shakespeare brings us together and like shakespeare is the only thing that could keep us apart (laughs) (laughs) shout out shout out shakespeare shout out again they're such fucking nerds okay um i think that's it right boo i think so okay we love you guys we love you thank you for coming on i guess sum up like follow your passion do what you love don't let college hinder you let it support you and i don't even know and don't be scared if you don't know what lights you up yet follow your body follow those impulses babe That sounds a little sensual. I didn't mean it to. Follow your body. Thank you. And that's everyone signing out, right? I think so. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.